0: What's up, Daw Nation? My name is Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to the Monday episode uh, behind the Dot. Now, if you're new to the podcast, don't worry, I'll explain everything. Behind the Dot is a podcast where I interview music producers, artists, music industry experts, singers, songwriters, sound designers, everyone else in between on an emotional, philosophical, branding, marketing, and overall music business basis. However, this is the Monday episode. In my free time, I find a book that I feel like will really, really help music producers, musicians, singers, songwriters, people of that nature, right? And then I go through and I find all of the nuggets of glory, the things that I feel like are really, really gonna help you out, and then I bring them back over to here and I show you how to apply them in your music creation process, with your mental health towards music production, with setting goals, so on and so forth. Everything of that kind of nature. That's what these episodes are for. And why these episodes have been a favorite amongst nation is because number one, you don't have to go find the book. Number two, you don't even have to read it. And number three, you don't have to find out how to apply those principles that are are found in those books. I basically do my best to give you all this information on a silver platter so that you can just show up every single week and get the max amount of value to bring it back into into your productions into your songs into your works so on and so forth okay so now this is the second episode to the book that we're covering right now which is the traveler's gift so if you haven't checked out episode number 1 i'd highly encourage you to do so you don't need to follow these episodes sequentially you don't have to do it linearly okay you can listen to them in any in any order that you want to if you do want to listen to first episode i'd highly encourage you to do so but if you don't want to hey I'm not judging. It's totally cool. So a couple of announcements before we get into the episode uh, this week. Last week on on Saturday, the Unlike Pluto in the Dot episode was supposed to be released. Now, my wife came home with strep throat, and we are also moving all of the school base members over to a new site where the, where the school base is going to be hosted now. Actually, looks a lot better, a lot cleaner. But unfortunately, because my wife was sick, couldn't take care of the kids, so I had to take care of the kids and had to do the school base at the same time. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get the Unlike Pluto episode out. But don't worry. This week on Saturday, the Unlike Pluto episode is going to come out. I promise it's fantastic. It's really, really, really good. We put a lot of work into it, making it extremely valuable for you. And and again, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what that is, so there are two different series that we have over on uh, over here at Donation. Nation. Number one is Behind the Daw, which is the one I explained earlier, and that incorporates the interviews I do with other music producers as well as these uh, these Monday episodes. And we have another series called In the Daw. Now, In the Daw lives over on our YouTube channel channel over on the Daw Nation YouTube channel. Uh, That's where we invite music producers to come and dissect their songs in real time. So recently we just had, like I was just saying, Unlike Pluto. Now, if you don't know who Unlike Pluto is, I'm telling you, you got to go find him out, man. The the, the guy is amazing. He's been putting out a song every single week for like six months, a year. I don't know. It's been forever. You should definitely go check him out. But on Saturday this week, so Saturday, November 16th at 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time, uh, the new episode of of In the Daw with Unlike Pluto is going to come out. So, I'd highly encourage you to go check that out when that comes out. Okay. So that's the first order of business. Second order of business is kind of what I just mentioned is that the school base has moved. Isn't that fantastic? It is no longer on, uh, we were hosting it on Thinkific. Now it is on Kartra, and, uh, it just, it looks so much better. It, the flow is so much better. It's so much prettier. We're adding new content to it. It's, we even added a little hall of fame tab for people that have taken the school base and they've done really, really great things with the school base. And now we want to see what they've done and we're putting them in there. So if you're interested in that, and by the way, if you don't even know what the, school base is, I should probably back up a few steps. It is our sound design course that we did with AU5. Shows you extremely advanced sound design. It's really, really cool. I'd highly encourage you to go check that out. I mean, first off, you can just check out the free course if you want to. There's a free version of it. And if you really like it, then you can hop on the full version, okay? And so that can be found. So the free version can be found over at courses.inthedaw.net. And now the full version um, can now be found over at dawnation.net. Again, free course, full fullcourse.nation.net. I know it's a bit confusing right now. We're going to get them on the same site, uh, here pretty soon, but for right now, that's how it is. So, so with that being said, there is one more item of business that we need to cover. So, uh, last week, someone listened to the last episode of the Monday episode. So that was the, the, the first episode with the traveler's gift by Andy Andrews. He was very offended that I talked about a biblical character who was King Solomon, even though King Sol- Solomon is a non-fictional historical Person, uh, he was very offended that we talked that I talked about things from the Bible. He was very offended that I used the word God and talked about the concept of God in the last episode. And so to, to that, I just need to comment on that really quickly. So the Traveler's Gift is written by a Christian, by Andy Andrews, and um, I myself am Christian. But I understand that there are plenty of people that are listening to this podcast that are not. We want to be extremely respectful to to you if you are not of that belief, and we don't want to shove any beliefs down your throat at all. So with that being said, I don't think that I should remove the word God from quotes or concepts that are talked about in the book I think would probably be much better is uh, Is for you if, if you uh, personally don't believe in God or you believe in, in a different God than the Christian God what would probably be the best is whenever I'm bringing up quotes because there will be quotes in this episode concerning that because again Andy Andrews is a, is a Christian and there's plenty of that being shown throughout the book if that offends you if, if you don't believe in that then by all means anytime I say the name God or the concept of God you can replace it with whatever belief that you have Maybe it's just, you know, maybe you like to say the universe, maybe you like to say chance, maybe you like to say luck, maybe you like to say the law of attraction, you know, whatever uh, is in your particular belief system. I just want to make sure that we are respecting those that are listening to the podcast and not trying to shove beliefs down anyone's throat. So with that being said, Donation, let's hop in to the episode, okay? Because we got we got a lot of things to go over this week and it's, it's going to be a good one. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good one. You're going to walk away, I promise you're going to walk away with this episode super fired up, super passionate, super willing, just to throw your your fist on the tail being like let's freaking do this all right so with that being said let's hop into this week's episode all right so to set the stage from last week again for those who haven't listened to the first episode Andy Andrews is currently traveling through time he is allowed to travel through time to receive immense amount of wisdom from very pivotal characters throughout time so the first two people that he that he was able to talk to was President Harry Truman and with King Solomon. And now the third person that he's coming to, his name is Joshua Chamberlain. Now that may be a name that not very many people know, even people who live inside the United States, which is actually baffling. The reason why is because Joshua Chamberlain was one of the most key figures in forming the nation as we know it today. Now I understand there's a lot of things in the United States today, but more so just like setting up a free country, setting up a very prosperous country, so on and so forth. And so Joshua Chamberlain was the person that won the battle at uh, a little Big Rock, so uh, we'll be covering that a little bit more uh, in, in a little bit. But basically, setting the stage, David Ponder, the main character, shows up and he's like, "I I don't really know you. Are, you. are you famous? What's going on here? I don't really know where are we? What's going on?" So what is happening is that they are in the middle of the battle of Little Big Rock. It was one of the last battles of the Civil War. In fact, it was a very pivotal battle of the Civil War. And so David, you know, he's seeing he's seeing people die right in front of him. It's war. It's carnage. It's absolutely horrible. And so David asks him, he's like, what, what am I supposed to learn from you? Are you famous? Is there is there something that I'm supposed to be learning from you? I don't really know why I'm here. I'm very scared. There's like, I'm literally in the middle of a war. What is going on here? So which, you know, and, and what I like to do in these episodes now is I like to read direct quotes from them. So if it sounds like I'm reading a direct quote, guess what? It's because I'm reading a direct, direct quote. Isn't that magical? So I'm going to be reading a direct quote from the book now. So which, um, after David asks Joshua Chamberlain this this question, he answers back and says, quote, I am a professor of rhetoric. I am fairly certain I have nothing you would care to learn. I am a teacher with a cause of my heart and men to lead. These poor men, their leader has no real knowledge of warfare or tactics. I am only a stubborn man. That is my greatest advantage in this fight. I have deep within me the inability to do nothing. I may die today, but I will not die with a bullet in my back. I will not die in retreat. So, more or less, just summarizing what he said, he's like, I don't really know what I can teach you. I don't know much. The only thing that I have is that I'm really stubborn with qu- with giving up. There's no way that I can ever give up. I may die in the pursuit of my dreams, but I will not die with a bullet in my back. You know. And as I've been contemplating how to tie this concept, because this concept can be taken. A million different ways as I've been kind of taking wondering how we could take this concept and apply it to you as a music producer, to you as a musician, to you as a creative, as a singer, as a songwriter. And you know, there are a myriad of different battles that we as creatives have to wade through almost on a daily basis, you know, like being relentless and growing our skills. Not backing down when a label tells you that you have to do a certain thing, but you feel in your heart that you should do something completely different. You know, another thing could be being terrified and writing a certain song, but still taking that courageous step forward to do so. Another thing could be dealing with soul-crushing writer's block, dealing with disapproval from family members, self-doubt, lack of direction, lack of community, fatigue, rumors, financial stress. But Donation, Nation, I want to ask you a question. When would all of this be too much? When would you give up? At which point do you say, the odds are against me, there's no reason to go on? Because to be frank, it's really easy to create music when you're feeling good. It's really easy to make goals when you're motivated. But are you the type of person that will keep moving forward even in the face of adversity? Even when you're feeling down, even when you're feeling stressed, even when you're feeling sick, even when you're tired or you're hungry or any variation of any of those negative feelings. Do you keep going or do you quit? I remember when my daughter was first born. And when she was first born, she was not happy about being here. She cried and cried and cried and cried. I literally remember having to plan out every single day down to the minute just to get the things done that I needed to. All right, which is crazy because I'm kind of back there right now with the kids. But that's a story for another time. But I remember holding her like she was just crying and crying and crying for nights. I remember going days without sleep. But I remember the saying that kept coming to my head. I don't even know where this saying came from. I don't know if someone told it to me or it just came to me or, or, or what, but the saying was something like this. It's easy to be a dad when everything's going smoothly, but you are only defined as a good parent when things get hard. So I want to ask you, Donation, it's easy to be a music producer when things are being easy. It's easy to be a singer and a songwriter and a musician when things are going well, but that is not what defines you as a good music producer. That does not define you as a great singer, songwriter, musician, or any variation of those terms. It is only when you're faced with adversity, with trials, with stress, with anxiety, with depression, with financial strain, with marital strain, with any variation of those, of those strains, will you be defined as a good music producer, as a good musician, as a good singer, as a good songwriter. So my question to you is, will you keep going? Are you going to? Those times will surely come. There's no doubt in my mind or anyone else's mind that has, you know, walked down this path even a little bit, that those days will come. The question is, are you going to keep going? Moving a bit further into the story, there comes a time where Joshua Chamberlain's regiment is being beat hard. There's just people dying by the thousands and they don't have a lot of animation. It, it seems like they're gonna lose. There's too many numbers on the opposing side and they just, everyone is encouraging him to run away. Everyone is encouraging him to quit and just save themselves. Joshua Chamberlain knows that if they do that, then the war is over. There is, there would no longer be any line of defense between him and his home base. And the, and the, the opposing side is going to be able to run that over and destroy everything that they believe in. His counselors are actually telling him that everyone needs to run away and save their own lives. Joshua Chamberlain says this quote, we can't retreat, but we can't stay here. When I am faced with the choice of doing something or doing nothing, I will always choose to act. I am a person of action. So Don Nation, let me ask you when you're feeling this way. Are you a person of action? I got to be honest. We've all been there when we're faced with a huge, daunting task with so much fear that we don't know how to move forward. We are always faced with this, this fear, this temptation, just kind of like crumble up and try to just like sit down and, you know, assume the fetal position and just hope that it goes away, swipe it underneath the, the rug or on the opposite end where you get so angry and so mad and demand that it changes or that it's someone else's fault. But the question, but my question to you, Donation, is are you a person of action? When you're staring in the face of adversity, is the first thing that comes to your mind is, all right, what can we do to fix this? All right, how, how do we deal with this? How do we make this better? How do we use this to our advantage? That is the healthy mindset. A weak mindset, an unhealthy mindset is to be faced with adversity, to be faced with a challenge and then to say, crap, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why does this have to happen right now? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to play the self-righteous card. This happens to me a lot. In fact, this last weekend, especially with everything that we we're trying to get done with the school base, and my wife came home with strep throat, I'm telling you, I was definitely tempted to say this. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I probably even said that. I don't remember saying that. I probably did. I probably did say, man, really? Now? This has to happen now? Really? Well, instead, the healthy mindset would be like, all right, what do we do? What's the next steps? How do we move forward? How do we leverage this? Or how can we use the situation to our advantage? How can we still get done the things that we need to get done? How do we still become what we need to become? That is the healthy mind state. Now, if you don't know the story about the battle at Little Big Rock, really the only story that will do it justice is the actual story. So I would encourage you to go read that or research that because it's actually quite a motivational story. It is an event that has forever changed the history of the world. But long story short, Joshua Chamberlain and his small little regiment They won against all odds, against all odds. They had less ammunition, less men, you know, wounded men, less, less resources. And they went up against kind of, it's kind of like a David and Goliath style situation. They went up against it and because they didn't back down, they refused to back down. They kept moving forward and they stood and they looked at their problems in the face and they faced them, they actually won. And so it's a really, really, really motivational story. So I'd highly encourage you to go check that out. But the important thing is that they didn't back down. They chose to fight. So let me ask you a question: What are you currently fighting with right now? What is tempting you to quit? I actually really want to know, and and I feel like it would be a very good, healthy exercise for you to actually say it out loud. You can put it down in the comments. You can message me. I promise, if you do, we're like we're all very, very you know, like respectful of your feelings and what you're going on going through right now. And by the way, if there's any ever comments if you if you post something like that that is very personal and someone in the comments is ripping you apart, I will I'll, I'll just go ban that person. So don't feel like this. I want you to feel like this is a very safe space for you to share this kind of stuff. So let me, you know, I I would love to hear from you. What are you struggling with right now? What is tempting you to quit? And more importantly, the question I want you to answer is, are you going to let it win? Are you going to throw your potential to the wayside and withhold from millions of people the gift that only you have? I mean, that is a question that only you can answer, Don Nation. But I would love to know what you're feeling with this. You know, like what what are you really struggling with right now? Because I want to help you with that. And I know that the, the other members of Donation, they want to help you with that too. So go ahead, comment below or send me a DM or, or if you're seeing this on an Instagram post or something like that, I'd love to know what is tempting you right now to quit. So now to kind of finish off this little section that, that David Ponder, the main character, has with Joshua Chamberlain, Joshua Chamberlain gives him, again, the final the kind of like note that he needs to read that has like the, the decision of success on there. And so I'm going to read that and then we're going to move into the next section when he goes to his next destination. So the words of wisdom that David received from Joshua Chamberlain are as follows, quote, Beginning today, I will create a new future by creating a new me. No longer will I dwell in a pit of despair, moaning over squandered time and lost opportunity. I can do nothing about the past. My future is immediate. I will grasp it in both hands and carry it with running feet. When I am faced with a choice of doing nothing or doing something, I will always choose to act. I seize this moment. I choose now. I am a person of action. I am energetic. I move quickly. Knowing that laziness is a sin, I will create a habit of lively behavior. I will walk with a spring in my step and a smile on my face. The lifeblood rushing through my veins is urging me upward and forward into activity and accomplishment. Wealth and prosperity hide from the sluggard, but rich rewards come to the person who moves quickly. I am a person of action. I inspire others with my activity. I am a leader. Leading is doing. To lead, I must move forward. Many people move out of the way for a person on the run. Others are caught up in his wake. My activity will create a wave of success for the people who follow Follow. My activity will be consistent. This will instill confidence in my leadership as a leader. I have the ability to encourage and inspire others to greatness. It is true. An army of sheep led by a lion would defeat an army of lions led by a sheep. I am a person of action. I can make a decision. I can make it now. A person who moves neither left nor right is destined for mediocrity. When faced with a decision, many people say that they are waiting for God, but I understand in most cases God is waiting for me. He has has given me a healthy mind to gather and sort information and the courage to come to a conclusion. I am not a quivering dog, indecisive and fearful. My constitution is strong and my pathway clear. Successful people make their decisions quickly and change their minds slowly. Failures... Failures make their decisions slowly and change their minds quickly. My decisions come quickly and they lead to victory. I am a person of action. I am daring. I am courageous. Fear no longer has a place in my life. For too long, fear has outweighed my desire to make things better for my family. Never again. I have exposed fear as a vapor, as an imposter that has never had any power over me in the first place. I do not fear opinion, gossip, or the idle chatter of monkeys, for all are the same to me. I do not fear failure, for in my life, failure is a myth. Failure exists only for the person who quits. I do not quit. I am courageous. I am a leader. I seize the moment. I choose now. I am a person of action. Well, shoot dang, Donation, I don't know about you, but I feel freaking pumped every time I read that. So, Donation, be a person of action. When you are faced with a choice to do nothing or or to do something, you always choose to do something. When you face being afraid and weathering in despair or being afraid and taking action, you always take action. Okay. Sorry. I got a little fired up there. My bad. So this next section that we're going to get into flows perfectly with what we talked about before. It's actually still talking about the same concept, just at a different angle. All right. So now, of course, like in the previous chapters, whenever David finishes reading this decision of success, he's automatically teleported for lack of a better word to the new destination. When he, re- when he kind of comes to and realizes where he is, he is in the middle of the ocean, where he is met by this small, stocky, like super excited little guy who is basically forcing him into the crow's nest of the ship that they're on. And after a while, when David's assessing the situation of where he's at and who he's with, he realizes that he is in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on the Santa Maria with Christopher Columbus, at which point David asks him, quote, do you know where you are which columbus replies certainly i am right here do you know where you are to which david replies the atlantic and columbus says you are a wonderful navigator david somewhat confused and more than a little uneasy he spoke up again do you really not know where you are to which columbus responds does that have any bearing on what i can accomplish i've heard that question in one forum or another since i was a child do you know where you are do you know what you are Columbus, you are uneducated. Columbus, you are poor. You are the son of a weaver. What do you know about the sea? Do you know where you are? Is a question that affects me not in the least. Now, do you know where I'm going? There's a question I can ask. So go ahead, ask me that. To which David asked him, do you know where you are going? Yes, yes, I know where I'm going. I'm going to a new world. Dawn will be breaking soon. When it does, directly in front of the Santa Maria, you will see land, beautiful land with trees and fruit and animals and people who will welcome us as heroes. The water gushing from the ground will be cold and pure. It will sparkle as if sprinkled with diamonds. This will be a place for men's dreams to come true. A glorious new world. 19 years, my friend. It took 19 years to find sponsorship. For 19 years, I endured the agony of public humiliation for my own convictions. So Donation, let me ask you something. What if you had to press forward for 19 years without seeing any results? Would you do it? Would it be too much? Would you keep honing your skills for 19 Christmases? Would you keep pushing out song after song for 216 moon cycles? Would you be willing to take rejection after rejection after rejection for 6,939 days Do you have it in you to keep going and not back down in the face of adversity for 166,550 hours? Now, let me just be clear. I do believe that you would, Donation, especially if you've been listening to the podcast this long and in this far into the episode. I really do feel like you are a go-getter. Even though it may be daunting, I think that you would do the right thing, the moral thing, and not give up on what you know to be right, which is to keep going with your music. So Donation, the next time that someone in your family, or a friend, or a skeptical coworker, or anyone else for that matter, gives you a hard time for what you want to do. I want you to remember this, all right? So this is David talking to Columbus and he says, quote, are you the only person who believes this? To which Columbus responds, at the moment, yes, but that bothers me not in the least. Truth is truth. If a thousand people believe something foolish, it is still foolish. Truth is never dependent upon consensus of opinion. I have found that it is better to be alone and acting upon the truth of my heart than to follow a gaggle of silly geese doomed to mediocrity. If you worry about what other people think of you, that you will have more confidence in their opinion than you have in your own. Poor is the man whose future depends on the opinions and permissions of others. Remember this, if you are afraid of criticism, you will die doing nothing. The other day, my wife and I were having a, we're having a conversation about her, you know, either continuing going to school and or her not going to school. And I was definitely for her not going to school and her just starting her business now. And one of her concerns was that how she has kind of this, this fear that's bred into her, that she fears about what other people will say. She fears about other people's opinion when it comes to this. And honestly, that is one of the worst things that you could ever do to your life is to make very important decisions based off some other people's opinions. You don't even know if they have those opinions in the first place. You're just kind of assuming that they have those opinions. You know, most of the time when we think about someone how how someone thinks about us, we're we're actually it's actually a fabrication. They actually don't feel that way at all. We just assume that they do. And even if they did, even if they did feel this way, right? So in the case of my wife not going to school, even if even if, you know, a certain person that she looked up to, you know, saw her as a quitter for not finishing out school, That is a very poor compass to guide your life. Now, she didn't, she didn't, and she ended up making, I feel like a very, very good decision. She didn't end up making a a fear-based decision. But, you know, just to roll with what we got going on, if you make a fear-based decision, you are literally making your opinion off of what other people think. The problem with this is that people are consistently wrong, horribly wrong. They're mortals, right? We're all mortals. We're wrong constantly. And so to think that we should take and kind of base all of our life's greatest decisions on what other people are thinking, this is horrible. The only thing that we should be basing our lives off of is the feeling of determination that we have in our chest that is based off logic and fact and desire and passion. Now, notice how I how I interlocked logic and fact- With desire and passion. Now, sometimes we feel desire and passion about something, but it's not very logical or factual. You need to have both of them in order to really help paint a view. It's like looking between two eyes, you know, like one eye is logic and fact and one eye is passion and, and desire. You are able to see a much better view when you just look at it through one or the other. It's, it's kind of hard to see what's going on. It's kind of hard to really paint the picture. But when you have both, that's how you're able to do it. But to kind of, you know, go with what we were talking about here, don't base your life's work, your extremely passionate feelings off what some imperfect moral subjective view of the world is. That is one of the worst things that you could ever do with deciding what to do with your life. So, Donation, I want you to commit to me, to your family, to your friends, to your co workers, to all of Donation and basically every single person on this earth that you will not stop that you will not quit, that you will not falter on this path, on this dream, on this mission until you make it. But of course, like we mentioned before, there's always the temptation to, but Donation, let me ask you another question. Do you want to know why most people fell in music? Do you want to know why one day you see the fire and passion in their eyes and then the next day fear and doubt, maybe this has already happened to you and not someone else. Maybe it's happened to you and someone else. It's all because Either you or the person in said scenario doesn't have a decided heart. Now, what is a decided heart? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, right? decided heart is a heart that has decided something, right? But let's go into it a little bit deeper, okay? So I'm going to quote another section from the book, okay? So, quote, Most people fail at whatever they attempt because of an undecided heart. Should I? Should I not? Go forward. Go back. Success requires the emotional balance of a committed heart, When confronted with a challenge, the committed heart will search for a solution. The undecided heart searches for an escape. A committed heart does not wait for conditions to be exactly right. Why? Because conditions are never exactly right. Indecision limits the Almighty and his ability to perform miracles in your life. He has put the vision in you. Proceed, to wait, to wonder, to doubt, to be indecisive is to disobey God. Now, again, for for our listeners who don't believe in God, that aren't Christians, that are of any religious affiliation, that's fine. Just switch out those terms, those concepts to whatever your particular belief system is. So, Donation, I want you, like right now, in this episode, I want you to choose to have a decided heart. I want you to choose right now that when the going gets rough, because it 100% actually, literally will. But when it does, I want you to choose to stay. I want you to choose to not quit. It is a lot easier to choose to not quit now when everything is okay than when you are tempted to quit. And even if right now you are tempted to quit, you're tempted just to leave everything behind, still choose to stay. Don't quit. Don't quit. Stay. Okay, the world needs you to do music. The world needs you to do music. You have knowledge and wisdom and insight and perspective and creativity that no one else in the world has. All right. If you really want to know what would happen if you didn't fulfill your music potential and what you could do for the world through that, go listen to the AU5 episode of Behind the Doll that we released a couple episodes ago. Okay. Because if you don't fulfill that, everyone else is going to suffer because of it. You have a unique gift that no one else in the world has. No one has your combined experience, Personality, creativity, vision—no one has those. People have variations of those, but no one has the specific set that you have. And we, as a world, need that. So, to end off this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it with the final quote that is the fourth decision of success that Columbus gives to David Ponder. It's really, really good. So, strap in, and here we go. Quote: A wise man once said. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Knowing this to be true, I am taking my first step today. For too long, my feet have been tentative, shuffling left and right, moving backward and forward as my heart gauges the direction of the wind. Criticism, condemnation, and complaints are creatures of the wind. They come and go on the wasted breath of lesser beings and have no power over me. The power to control direction belongs to me. Today, I will begin to exercise that power. My course has been charted. My destiny is assured. I have have a decided heart. I am passionate about my vision for the future. I will awaken every morning with an excitement about the new day and its opportunities for growth and change. My thoughts and directions will work in a forward motion, never sliding into the dark forest of doubt or the muddy quicksand of self-pity. I will freely give my vision of the future to others, and as they see the belief in my eyes, they will follow me. I will lay my head on my pillow at night, happily exhausted, knowing that I have done everything within my power to move the mountains in my path. As I sleep, the same dream that dominates my waking hours will be with me in the dark. Yes, I have a dream. It is a great dream, and I will never apologize for it. Neither will I ever let it go, for if I did, my life would be finished. My hopes, my passions, my visions for the future are my very existence. A person without a dream never had a dream come true. I have a decided heart. I will not wait. I know that the purposes of analysis is to come to a conclusion. I have tested the angles. I have measured the probabilities. And and now I have made a decision with my heart. I am not timid. I will move now and not look back what i put off until tomorrow i'll put off until the next day as well i do not procrastinate all my problems become smaller when i confront them if i touch a thistle with caution it will prick me but if i grasp it boldly its spines crumble into dust i will not wait i am passionate about my vision for the future my course has been charted my destiny is assured i have a decided heart end quote donation what an episode so in short should you ever quit No, absolutely freaking not. You keep going. You keep trying. You keep progressing. Donation, I have I have this theory. And the beautiful thing is that no one can really disprove it, but there's plenty of evidence to prove it. That's my favorite kind of theory, okay? My theory is this, because there are a lot of people that have gotten into music, you know, throughout the ages, but there are only a very small percentage of those people that have actually, quote unquote, made it i know that making it is kind of you know a, an arbitrary term but i'm just going to say someone that has achieved their personal definition of success through music how about that we'll roll with that but if we looked at all the people that have gotten into music but then ultimately not taking the route to find their own personal success inside of it, it falls into one of three categories number one they died if they die, there's not, there's nothing they can do. They're dead. It's really tragic, but that is the truth. If you die, you can't keep going on with music. So that is the first category of people, why they didn't make it, why they didn't have success with their music. The second option is that they just gave up. They really did want to make it inside of music, but for whatever reason, they just they, maybe it was fear, maybe it was anxiety, maybe it was you know for a slew of other reasons, but they just gave up and they moved on. And then the third reason is that they just genuinely felt like music wasn't for them and they didn't really enjoy it as much as like, say, their friends did or whatever. And it was a nice hobby, but they just didn't want to pursue it. At which point, I really don't define that as giving up because if someone gets into music and they, you know, they like it and it's great, but it's not something they really want to pursue, that's completely fine. These podcasts are definitely not towards people of that caliber. Um, It's more so people like, well, I more so define giving up as someone that knows that they are supposed to do music. They love it so much. They know without a shadow of a doubt that music is what they're supposed to do. But then they still turn their back on that feeling based on unworthy indicators like fear, anxiety, depression, negativity, so on and so forth. So those are the three things. Either either a person dies, they give up or they realize that music that was never their passion in the first place. So Don Nation, walking away from this podcast right now, there should only be two options in your mind right now. The very first option, which is the which is the best option, is that you don't give up. Period. End of discussion. Even if it takes 19 years, even if you have to cut people out of your life, even if you have to sacrifice so much, you do not give up. And then the other option is that you die trying. Now, I'm not saying that you should die. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that you tried so hard and even until your last breath that you were still trying so hard to achieve what you knew what you knew you should do, which is to pursue music. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. There is a lot of wisdom and knowledge inside of it. And if you really want, if you want to find out more, because there's a lot of things that I didn't go over inside of this book, I'd highly encourage you to read it. I'd really, it's really, really great. And it's relatively short. So I'd highly encourage you to go check that out. There is actually a link below this video. If you want to go grab the audio version of this book. Which I'd highly encourage you to do so, because again, I've read this book actually literally seven times. So yes, I would highly encourage you to do that. So, Donation. Let's wrap this episode up by naming this week's this week's winner for the Donation Weekly Citizen Award, and the winner is Jonah Custer. Jonah, who is just like an absolute legend inside of Donation. Now he hasn't he didn't say anything specific this last week, but what he has been doing, he has been showing up to every single. Uh, Donation premiere on YouTube for like the last forever. He always shows up. He always participates Asks questions talks with me and with other people in the group and I'm just saying like Jonah you are freaking awesome. We've had you know some great conversations in those in those premieres and and in those live streams and whatnot. And so I just want you to know dude that you won the Donation Weekly Citizen Award. Now if you're new to the channel again you don't know what the heck that is. Um, every single week I keep my eyes peeled. I have my ears to the ground for people that are inside of Donation that are going above and beyond the call of duty and just doing amazing things which Jonah has absolutely done. He's, I love Jonah. He's so awesome. And I can't wait to give you your reward, which again, you have the choice between doing a private lesson with me or coming and help me uh, co-host on an episode of In the Doll Behind the Doll, you know, interviewing a big music producer, a music industry expert. So whichever one you want, man, I'm sure we'll be in contact in, in the Instagram DMs. And donation. if one of you want to be the winner for next week, just do something amazing. Leave a great comment on this video or on this podcast. Send me a great DM. Leave a review on iTunes. Just do something to really catch my attention and I can guarantee, you know, I can guarantee eventually you're going to win. All right. And by the way, we're coming to the end of the year. We're coming to the end of the year. And if you win the Donation Weekly Citizen Award multiple times, you get what's called the Donation Medal of Honor. And what that is, is that if you win the Donation Medal of Honor, you get all of the products that we released that year for free. So you get the School of Bass, you get this new Ableton course that we're coming out with, the Sierra Masterclass, uh, and the Zan Griffin uh, album breakdown course that we're coming out with. So you get all those for free, okay? which for all those things is well over a $1,000. So um, if you really want to blow me away, if you want to be eligible for doing that, then go ahead and keep trying to get that, that Citizen Award. All right, Daw Nation. So guys, we'll be seeing you back here on Friday for the In The Dot episode of Unlike Pluto. We're going to be premiering it on the Daw Nation YouTube channel at 12 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. I would highly encourage you to block off that that little portion and come there and kick it and chat with us and learn how Unlike Pluto made his hit song, Everything Black. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. But Daw Nation, you're fantastic. All right, I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode of Behind The Dot.